Hello, we Designer Duo's podcast, a podcast from the perspective of two designers, Kaya and Rach. Kaya is a junior designer at the beginning of her journey within the industry, and Rach is a senior designer and art director with nearly a decade of experience and now running her own business. Stick with us as we document our highs and lows of designer life and the learnings we capture along the way. What do you feel like you would have changed when you were younger? Like when you first become a junior? Um, I think maybe taking things less personally. Did you take things personally? I think at first, yeah, because... Um, I don't know if this is necessarily true for like all designers, but I suppose at first when you're learning and investing like all your energy into like trying to create the best creative solution that you can do yeah and then someone says they don't like it I think it's quite easy to be like oh it's really disheartening isn't it sometimes to be fair sometimes I find that like I'm like oh I've done all this I feel like especially like the other day when we done that thing for the client well I done that that for the client and she come back and she was like oh can we have more options it wasn't necessarily that she really didn't like it yeah but I was just like oh it's like feels like a dagger to the heart yeah yeah definitely (laughs) and I feel like as you get used to being a junior and like even being a senior you still get that exactly and it's growth mindset right you don't want to be in a place where you're never getting better so 100% feedback is really important in order to form that (laughs) so form that um like space like no one grows in their comfort zone so yeah definitely and I feel like that's what makes you progress so much quicker than other people because if other people stick to what they like like imagine you stuck to what you like as a junior and you were like no actually what I've done is amazing why are you telling me otherwise yeah exactly you you wouldn't be the senior you are today like you might be a senior but you would be nowhere near as good as what you are (laughs) yeah and I but I also think like design in general is like it's constantly evolving trends are constantly evolving and I also think it's so personal like someone can really like your design yeah and another person can't and especially in big corporate companies yeah it's going around so many people exactly and if one person goes oh I don't like it it's like it's going to come back to you yeah but this also kind of relates back to um another like teaching that I would have told myself when I was younger which is just to have a little bit more confidence so that's not necessarily like in relationship to design itself like the actual designing but being confident enough to ask the right questions at the beginning because the chances are when something is briefed if you don't go back and almost interrogate their brief or like pick it apart and ask all these questions the likelihood of you providing the right solution like the chances go down like you might get really lucky but um I have really learned to do that like and I know it can seem a bit like oh I don't want to ask I don't want to seem like I'm being a pain but it would only help yourself and them as well actually because the more questions you ask them the more they have to think about it and if they're not in a position or if they're not ready to have their design done it's quite clear at that point yeah and we have like we had a well we do we do have a client don't we that's um now sends us basically like an a4 sheet of questions and answers which is great because all these questions have to be answered yeah before it comes to us and that was because i think something went wrong on their side didn't it in terms of text 
yeah, that's actually a really good example of why you brief properly. Yeah. So it was a, literally a simple job, wasn't it? It was like yeah, an A4 so leaflet. Um, but it just went back and forth so many times and mainly because there was too many copy changes their side. But that on top of there being already too much copy, like strategically, it just wasn't thought about. So it ended up costing them like ridiculous amount of money because we charge per like, minute basically. <laughs> And then them assessing on their side, which is like quite good of them actually. Like yeah. they're assessing and looking at what they've done wrong and being accountable for their actions, being like we need to brief Rachel and Kaya properly yeah. before it like before design look at it, it needs to be. And solid it definitely is he- well, I find it helpful because when yeah. I look at them, I actually know what's going on and like they'll write the deadline, they'll write everything, whereas sometimes I find it really long emails really hard to digest. Yeah. Like sometimes I look at emails and when really long emails come in and I've mentioned this to Rachel before, when really long emails come in, I find them so hard to digest because I'm like, There's so many words. Where do I start? <laughs> yeah. I've got a saying that we're like pictures, not words, right? So we yeah. are visual learners one hundred percent. I also saw a stat the other day that said sixty five percent of people are visual learners. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. So don't feel bad about that or like don't feel like your I don't know it's a bad thing because yes they are really hard to digest but also that leads me on to another point about what I would tell my younger self like the answer is in the fucking brief (laughs) or like the answer is in the fucking solution as our like poster up there says like if you don't know revert back to the brief revert back to the ask like what are they asking for I literally are like now I would read an email they send three or four times before I start just because I'm like, am I doing the right thing? There's been too many times in the past where I've started something and then got halfway through it, but I think I'm doing something completely different to what they've actually asked yeah, me. Yeah, and that's the worst feeling as well. Uh, when you're doing something different and you're like, I have to start this again. And like nowadays, I just don't have the time. Like it needs to yeah. be efficient. And if that means taking another five minutes to read an email, then so be it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read it. <laughs> going to read that fucking email it's over fine. and over again. <laughs> It might also help as well some people. I suppose it depends on, again, like your process. But just writing like bullet points or notes or a lot of the time when they send emails through, like if there are amends, for example, I'll like reply to all but take their email addresses out and highlight as I go. So Yeah, so I've learned that from yeah. you as well, which actually is so helpful. Like even as you, especially amends, I find that really helpful for. Yeah. Like just taking it and then highlighting it all which is great because I literally know bit by bit what I have and haven't done and if I haven't done it or I don't know what to do and I need to ask Rachel and Rachel's busy I highlight in a different colour yeah because I'm like that I know it will stand out to me because sometimes if I haven't highlighted it at all yeah I sit there and just think oh it's because I haven't got to it yet definitely and like mentally this comes back to us being visual learners you look at that big chunk of yellow highlights which means done in in my head yeah (laughs) Um, and you're like wow okay that's progress like on to the next one like it just feels better yeah definitely and i feel like a lot of things like that when you have a process yeah it makes it a nicer journey yeah so this process is also another good point that leads me into <laughs> my next one, which is being organised. So, yeah. oh my God, like, Kaya, I mean, you're brilliant at this now, but I, I have taught Kaya an amazing filing system. Oh, yeah. Like, when I, when I first come here, admittedly, like, I'd be that person that would just 
save the file. That's yeah. what I would do. Like, in all honesty, I'd just save it. Whereas now, Rach just taught me her, um, her little <laughs> filing, filing cabinet. <laughs> yeah. I think designers notoriously, like, I don't want to make assumptions, but, like generalised assumptions anyway but we are quite floaty creative people so yeah. it's really easy to do like safe distance safe distance but like Christ it would make your life so much easier if you just have a good filing system I and mean, I think things can become so rushed like yeah. you can you can pick up an email and then be like I really need this ASAP yeah. and we go okay we'll start this and we just save a random file. And if you save this file that you've been working on, you have no idea where it's gone. What are yeah. you going to do? Exactly. But if you just make it that habitual, like, this is how we do it. Yeah. If there's no questions asked. Like, and it's so quick now for me. Yeah. Like, now I'm doing it. I'm like, yes, I know what to do. Really quickly save it in working files, save it in assets, whatever. Whereas before I would have been like, where's it going (laughs) yeah and again that like being organized in your brain it's like clear space clear mind right and i feel like that with my filing system like yeah it needs to be clear and tidy and like now we've we've literally just started doing this so before i came rich use stickies didn't you on your as like a to-do list yeah Yeah, so we both have to-do lists all the time obviously we do um but we now do it on notes and we share the notes, which is great actually because it's so easy, like it's so good to be able to see each other's work. Yeah, and like be updated with where you are in your day. Yeah. Like, do you have enough time to do this? And like Kaya has now started like taking on like organising our schedules. Yeah, which actually I found I've I've never been the most organised person. Mm. So in terms of doing this, I've actually found it quite I found it quite challenging, but actually really fun. Mm. And really, like, oh, actually, this is so much easier than sitting there and yeah. going, uh, I've got to look through all my emails to see what's actually come through. And especially where Rach, obviously, gets the emails first most of the time, I have to say to Rach, okay, can you send me over attachments and things like that? So we, we're able to write that into to-do lists now yeah. and be like, Rach, send me over attachments. So I don't have to keep bugging her for all these attachments and all these like emails whereas Rachel will now naturally just send them over to me yeah and I just think having a schedule and like a process that you follow is so important and especially for your mental health it sounds really weird no but it's like keeps your mind tidy yeah doesn't it? and I just think if yeah. I was sitting there going oh my god I'm so stressed out I've got so much work and I've I don't know what I'm doing today yeah that's so much that's so much worse than going i'm stressed out i've got so much work today but it's in a nice list (laughs) let's strategically get through it and get those ticks on the list yeah and it's the best thing as well because like we use this little tick box and um it's so nice ticking it off isn't it yeah like once you tick it off yeah once you tick it off you're just like oh that's so that's such a nice feeling (laughs) that's like the admin pleasure right yeah definitely (laughs) We'll um we'll put on Instagram a post of our filing structure as well, and maybe like a snippet of our to do list. We've actually started posting our to do lists on our stories yeah. as well, which has been quite good to be like, for our perspective, to be like, okay, this is what we're doing today. We're telling the world. We're yeah. manifesting. And this. we and done. we have to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're frauds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes people come come in like some of our clients come come through and they're like oh can you do this and we're like yeah of course and then something that's less important goes 
to the next day. But yeah. I feel like that's that's always going to be your life as a designer. Yeah, You're definitely. always going to have, like, a client that's like, oh, please, can you do this? And we've, like, we were talking about in our, like, like previous post, pod, uh, podcast that client relationships are so key. Yeah. And that building them and kind of making friends with them, I guess, yeah. has, like, been a really big part of our, like, just daily... Hmm. But would you say you've done that as a junior or not really? No, this actually links back into like my confidence point, I think. I think I used to get like so nervous on calls. Um especially like if you were if I was working for like a creative agency and you were part of a call where there was like way more senior people in in there. Yeah. And you'd kind of I'd, maybe it's a bit like imposter syndrome, but you kind of feel like but I can imagine, yeah, like, I can imagine that feeling, and I don't, I, I think I'd be, I don't really have a, many calls, do I? Because yeah. we tend to try to keep it all on email, just purely because we're really busy. Yeah. That calls can be a bit of a... I would say, though, on that point, like, um, do have the confidence to talk up. Like, if you've got something that you want to say and you feel it in your gut, then the chances are, like... You're instinctually cool, yeah, like, it's a right? Yeah, idea. But also, I kind of stand by an ethos of being the last person to talk in the room or be the last person to talk in the room. Why? Why? So would you give me that advice as a junior to yeah. be the last person to talk? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think everyone goes into meetings feeling under pressure to say something or to speak up. And that's fine. But if you don't necessarily have anything to say... Don't just try and don't just say something for the sake of it. Yeah, like, definitely. Offer something of value or like form an opinion, like sit there and chill, think about what everyone's saying, listen, digest it, take it in, and then what is your opinion on that? Then I would say have the confidence to speak up. Yeah. And I feel like definitely, like as a junior myself, I wouldn't say that I don't have confidence, but I would definitely say in terms of if I was in a room like that, I know that I'd probably feel quite overwhelmed and quite under pressure. Yeah. And I would never think really even about speaking last. And you saying that to me now, I'm like, okay, that's really interesting. Mm. Because actually, I wouldn't have thought about that. It's so, I just think it's so much better to do that than be the first person to speak and say something stupid. Yeah. Not stupid, because like, people wouldn't necessarily regard it as that, but like something that doesn't offer any value, and then instantly they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, and disregard it almost. Yeah. And I think, like, especially if you're in a bigger company mm. and, like, or you're working for a bigger company, that that is how your career is going to take you. Like, yeah. you're going to be in a meeting with really big people exactly. that possibly might go, that junior is a really good junior. Yeah. That junior makes sense and has really good ideas. Or it can go the complete opposite way, which I don't want to make people nervous, but <laughs> it can. And they can just be like, she doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. And I do I do think there's like a, a level of respect there, right? Because if you are a junior, then technically the seniors should know what they're talking about and then they yeah, do have definitely. more experience. So it's not like you should be standing there kind of dictating the room, <laughs> like this is what should happen. But I, like, um, what I'm saying is, like, if you do feel like you're more of an introverted person, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Like, you will be up against, notoriously, in any meeting scenario, probably big personalities or, like, extroverts. That it's yeah. their natural way to kind of communicate that way. But if it's not your natural way, then don't force it. 
I've worked with um, this one particular guy in mind <clears throat> who is really, really quiet and so softly spoken. And um, he's now a creative director. And fuck, he's so fucking good at his job. Yeah. Like, and you wouldn't necessarily know it, like having a conversation with him, because sometimes it's a little bit like, oh, come on, let's go. Like, yeah. Um, I need a bit more out of you. But equally, like, I have so much respect for him because he's really, really good at what he does. And I think, like, also that's the thing which can surprise people. If you're quiet, people, necess- like, just automatically believe that you're not good at your job. Yeah. And it's not that, like... Some I people actually are... don't think people think that. If you're quiet, they don't think... But I think, think some people do. Job. Like, I think... If you're in a meeting and stuff, they're like, why isn't this person talking? Why isn't this person contributing? Because admittedly, I guess it depends how big the meeting is. But if there's four of you and one of you isn't talking, that's really highlighted in that meeting. Yeah. So when I say like be the last person to talk, I say I don't mean that by don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Please talk. Engage, but engage at what feel at a level that feels comfortable to you. Yeah, and like a smart engage, like yeah, engage in small talk and things like that. Because I feel like that that builds your relationships definitely, and that's what people remember. And also, like, be engaged by just listening and being completely aware of what they're saying, like mm. your body language. So nod with them or if you agree with them yes <laughs> not like aggressively <laughs> but um there are ways about um engaging that don't necessarily involve you talking for like hours yeah on end. definitely also relating back to the confidence point if you're in a meeting um and you're unsure then ask that question i think it's also good to be like intuitive or to appear intuitive and um interested in what people are saying by asking questions that you're unsure of yeah, and I think like that's such a key point in terms of people believing that you're interacting with them. Obviously, you are interacting, they're not believing. But believing that you're more the right person for the job. Because yeah. especially in bigger companies, like you're going to have so many juniors and you're going to have quite a few juniors. And really, what you want to do is build a relationship with the people above you. So they, they come to you with the, with yeah. the work. You're building the confidence, right? So Rather than somebody else going... Yeah. Oh, this person is available. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Rather, your mind, like, your your name comes to their mind. Yeah, exactly. So, if you, a few tips that I have for meetings, like, if it's a physical meeting, I would take notes. But also, if it's, like, a call that you're having, there's a really great app called Otter, where you can record your call, and it transcribes it for you, like, automatically, so you don't have to do it yourself. But it's a really good way of, like, having it on, and then going back and listening to it if there's anything you're unsure of. That's really cool. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's really good. I like, And then it syncs with your diary as well, so it like pops up with reminders like, you've got your call with Kaya in a sec, do you want to record it? And then you literally oh, just click it and it records. That's really good. Yeah. That, and that's really interesting because I never would have thought of doing that. Yeah. Like I, ne- I literally, especially as a junior just coming into the industry, there's a lot of things which I pick up every day. Obviously, I'm always learning. But especially from you, just like even like your little daily habits, yeah, I pick up on, and I've actually noticed that I pick up on a lot of a lot more. Like, Rach sometimes eats pom bears in the morning, and I started doing crisps in the morning. <laughs> I don't know if I promote eating crisps for breakfast, but it works for us. <laughs> it does. It's actually really nice. Like, I know it sounds really weird, but we're like, oh, pom bears. Like, who who doesn't love pom bears in the morning? 
probably a lot of people, but <laughs> we like them. I think when you're like, you feel, um, for us, sometimes it can feel like overwhelmingly busy, so it's just a really quick breakfast. Get yeah, it done. definitely. That, we I don't do. really tend to have breakfast, do we? No. Well, um, I don't. I, I do feel like people should eat healthy breakfast, so. Or like, I do I do, think... but who has the time for that? No. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, eggs, eggs, I love eggs. And then I'm like, who has time to cook eggs? Like, they take two minutes, but <laughs> do I have time to cook these eggs? No way, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what other daily habits have you picked up on? Oh, there's so many. It's like... It never used to be my automatic thing to come into work and check emails. And I know that was obviously going to be a very obvious thing that I was going to do. Yeah. But when I come in, I'd just look at Rach and I'd go, what am I doing today? Yeah. And now, because we have this to-do list, it's so much natural for me to just check my emails, go to my to-do list and start my day off like that. And if I haven't ticked off anything from yesterday, I go back. Yeah. And I do what I was meant to do yesterday. Also, I've got, I have to finalise something or send it over to a client. But I've all, I've noticed that now I always write in my to-do list, send this to client. Yeah. Just in case. Because there's been a few occasions where I'm like, somebody comes in and says, oh, can you please do this? And I'm like, yeah, of course, I pick it up. But I forget about sending it over. I know, it's actually really... You'd think that would be the bit that you wouldn't forget, right? Yeah. But it's really easy to, for it to slip through. And that's you're... why I always write it down. Yeah. If somebody comes in and says, please, can you do this for me, and I pick it up, mm. I will always write in my to-do list, send this over. I think as well, like, you know how we say, like, physically it feels good to, like, tick things off? Yeah. That feels good as well. It definitely, like, yeah. closed until yeah. it comes back. <laughs> if it comes back. <laughs> but you're like, yeah it's finished now move on to the next thing yeah and I definitely like feel like sometimes I can sit there and feel very overwhelmed and be like there's so many things going on in my mind that I have to remember yeah whereas if they're in front of me on my screen Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to like easier to digest don't get me wrong sometimes I look at my to-do list and I think how am I getting this done (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean sometimes you don't and that's okay like it just was maybe a bit too overambitious. Yeah, and like I also feel like as a junior, you shouldn't beat yourself up for not necessarily getting your to-do list done. Like sometimes I feel really disheartened that I have to go in the next day and I have to look on my to-do list from the previous day mm. and do it. See, I move things. So if there are things like say, for instance, yesterday that I didn't get done, it'll yeah. get shifted to today. Yeah. And then sometimes it gets shifted and shifted and shifted. <laughs> I, I do, do notice that. I look at Rachel's thing and I'm like, I thought that was meant to be three days ago, Rachel. What's happened? Yeah. But I do 100% believe, like, as a junior, do not beat yourself up over not do, like not doing it as quick as you thought because time is precious, but also quality is even more precious. Yeah, 100%. And I could sit there and do a deck probably in two hours, but if I took the time and done it in three and a half hours most likely the deck that I've done in two hours is going to come back to me. Yeah. And they're going to say, well, I don't actually like this deck. Yeah. It's rushed. It doesn't look as creative as I wanted it to. Like yesterday when you were going, oh, Kaya, I, I felt really disheartened yesterday because I was like, oh, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, I haven't done it properly, blah, blah, blah. Like we were talking about earlier, Which, criticism. 
Yeah, okay. When did you feel disheartened? Like with the, I think it was three pager, the deck. Oh, okay. When I had done it and then Rachel was like, it needs to be more creative. Oh, okay. And to me, like sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, like <laughs> not that I don't want to make it more creative, but I almost feel like I haven't done it properly to begin with. And I feel like you learn from that. Like you will sit there and go, actually, I did do it right, but it just could have been better. Yeah. And like, I know it feels, because this relates to my point, my first point yeah. where I said about taking things personally. And it's hard as a junior, especially like when you've got a senior feeding in, because it feels like constant, like bam, 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 like it's feedback, but it feels like a point against you, right? Yeah, Or definitely. another dagger to the heart. Yeah. Um, and I get it. And like, everybody has been there. But, after I gave that feedback and after you created the next iteration, which was really fucking cool, by the way, what did you think? It, yeah, it was so much better. Like, I looked back. And that's the thing about quality yeah. and time. Like, it may have taken me an hour longer to do that. Yeah. But it looked so much better. I know. Like, if I showed you the before and after, you'd be like, yeah. they don't look anything like each other. I know. And, like, you just have to trust that I'm bringing out the best or in any senior junior yeah they're bringing out the best in you and you're doing it for a reason like you're teaching me that for a reason and I always sit there and I love to learn new things because I sit there and I just think how can I advance this because I've noticed that I picked up a lot of things from Rach and like previous Mm. decks that you've done yeah like using them for inspiration and I know I've started to kind of implement that in my own work now which is nice because I don't have to automatically go to a deck yeah to have a look at it I can now start to think of it off the top of my head. Whereas PowerPoint wasn't necessarily... I used to think of PowerPoint as really boring. Yeah. Whereas actually it's quite fun. Yeah. This relates back to our episode that we recorded yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a PowerPoint. Yeah, and I just... That's the thing, like, yesterday I was actually really enjoying this PowerPoint. And that's probably one of the first times that I have actually really enjoyed a PowerPoint. Yeah. Because... PowerPoint is my least favourite out of all of the programmes. Yeah, same here, to be fair. But I think it's because there's a stigma around it. 100%. Of, like, PowerPoints are boring. Mm. PowerPoints are for big corporate companies that don't make fun... Yeah. Like, I don't know, decks. And that is true. (laughs) There will be corporate companies that don't make fun decks. Yeah. But there's also some cool projects out there and, like, diagrams that you can get really creative with. Yeah. Which, that's what you were doing yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Creating a diagram. Yeah. And I think, like, the one thing that I need to focus on as a junior is possibly remembering that you can use other resources. Yeah, outside of PowerPoint. Yeah, like, Mm. you don't have to sit there and look at what they've given you and do exactly the same. Because what I always notice with you is when I give it to you and go, oh, Rich, can you have a look at this? Because what we do is, like, we have a little, I guess, programme, don't we? I do the work. Yeah. And then after... Rach has a look at it, which I find so helpful. Because sometimes I might shift a few things or move yeah. things. So then I, well, I really truly believe that, like, when I was a junior, watching people was really, really important yeah. to like, my learning process. So, like, I'm hoping, or I hoped that that would be the same for you. Which it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. no, it, like, it's so interesting seeing what other people pick up on. And especially like other designers, like when we've worked with other designers, how people design things, I find it really quite, quite cool 
And I guess like their thought process, I'm like, how did you think of that? Yeah, definitely, like, because we're not all the same. I think we've hit our time for today, but watch out for our next episode to hear all things design. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe, and we would love for you to leave us a five-star review. You can find us on all podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify, and make sure to follow us over on Instagram at signaduo.studio. Speak soon. Bye.